Louisville National Champions 1980. Cardinals have won the national championship. 75th NCAA college basketball champion. All right, all right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Third Banner Pod. I am excited for us to be back. Had a little bit of issues last week with scheduling, and myself was under the weather a little bit, so I apologize that we missed uh, last week, but I'm glad that we're back on the saddle and, and ready to come back at you guys. Uh, Connor, Ross, Kyle, myself, we're, we're glad to be back, glad to be back with you guys. Um, guys, I need you to kind of walk me through this a little bit. I've been a little bit uh, distracted of late um, with some uh, personal and professional stuff, uh, you know, the interview process that I've been going through. I just wanted to announce I'll be coming back to Louisville uh, next month for a new job that I'm starting. Don't want to say yet where yet or anything like that. Um, just excited to get back. We're gonna we're gonna take this whole pod thing to the next level. Um, I've talked to the guys about doing stuff about uh, like having a spring game tailgate, official tailgate of the third banner pod, and just different things that I'm excited about. I know Kyle's excited about taking the whole the whole third banner pod to the next level. Ross, Connor, Ty, uh, the Pat, the whole crew. We're excited to try and take this to the next level. Absolutely. Yeah, because of this process, I've been a little bit out of the loop, um, been really distracted, you know, through this whole interview process sure. to where I had I was so stressed and couldn't even hardly pay attention to the news. So you guys are going to have to treat me like I'm a kindergartner who ha- has not a word as to what's been going on the last two weeks. You guys catch me up. I know, Kyle, oh, yeah. you've been digging in on the Musselman stuff. And yeah, yeah. On, so- guys? First off, congratulations on on being able to move back to Louisville after being in Texas for a while. I know you've been all over the it's been a long time since you've lived in Louisville, from what I understand. Yeah. So we'll yeah. definitely be able to now that we got our producer moving back, we'll be able to do some things on site. We'll be able to put our heads together, maybe meet up in person every great once in a while. Now it's still I'm so pumped. I'm but, so um, pumped. But it'll be great. It'll be great. Um, as far as what we've got on the agenda, first off, last week, as you know, I tweeted out that we were going to do a mock trial for if we thought KP should get a year three. The plan was I was going to be the prosecuting attorney that argued why we should move on. Ash was going to be the defense attorney to argue why we should keep him. And the audience, you guys in the live chat, were going to be Oh, yeah, Patrick was going to be the judge, and the audience, you guys, were going to be the jury who got to decide, and we were going to vote in a poll, but Ash got stomach flu, and we didn't end up doing it, and the timing's just not maybe – we, maybe we revisit that, but the timing isn't working out too well with that right now. But um, with that being said, you know, there is still – a lot of stuff going on, you know, a lot of stuff about the coaching carousel right now. I think that's the main thing we want to talk about tonight. I know that uh, – I know a lot of people are pushing the Eric Musselman name. They're still pushing it. It's been a name we've been hearing. It's not from within sources from within our uni- university. I want to make that very clear. I don't think they are talking to anybody really. The people, the very few people – that they are talking to are not talking and are probably told do not talk. They're doing back channel stuff with, I'm sure a ton of coaches right now, but 
the name from the agency world, from the national side, it continues to come back as Eric Musselman. And I don't know about you guys, but I think it's a smokescreen. It just seems too obvious to me at this point. It's not that I don't think Muss is, is a potential candidate. It's not that I don't think maybe there have been some conversations. I don't know how serious. I just, it just seems like everyone's pointing in that direction so early when I know you can argue that Chris Mack was hired in January, basically, until the job opened. Kenny Payne was basically going to be our next coach in January. I don't think it's going to be quite like that this time. I think it's a more open-ended search that doesn't have – I could be wrong. Maybe Josh Hurd's locked in on somebody, whether it's Musk or somebody else. But it just it just feels like, to me, this is being set up by agents pushing people. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that um, I have a little bit of a, a twofold answer here. The first part is I think initially you might be right in that um, there might have been some some agents just trying to get his name floated out there for potential raise or something. But like I don't know that Arkansas is going to be willing to give him a raise with the season that he's having. Maybe rough. he's floating his name to to get another job somewhere else, anywhere else. But um, I think that it's going to be really hard with the record that he has uh, to be able to be hired here uh, with the University of Louisville just because the optics of it would be really poor if we were to dismiss a coach uh, who's a you know an alum of the university uh, and and you know was meant to so much to the program as a player uh, and all of that. You could if if you dismiss a coach like that after two years for not winning enough games and then turn around and hire a coach that wins 13, 14 games this year, just the optics of that are really poor. Um, so I'm not sure where he's, you know, if they are trying to put his name out there, how successful that's going to be to either get him more money or to, I, I, I don't see it pushing him here even stronger or anything. Um, you know, I, I feel I feel like there is real buzz behind his name. I, I don't think that it's it's all for naught. Um, you know, as I've said in the chat there, I mean, we have agents that use a job like U of L to get their to get their uh you know, their 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 prospects, get their coaches, get their uh, clients raises all the time. So I mean that that is not that's not uncommon. Um, so that being said, I think that there's been some real buzz as far as, you know, I think, I think a month ago we were looking, you know, there were like probably four to five coaches that were in that net. And then we've kind of gotten to this point to where we're kind of zeroing down to maybe like three coaches right now. Not to say that another coach couldn't jump up there um, and put their name in there with a successful run uh, in this tourney this year. But I think what you're seeing is is possibly the university is uh, going that next step as far as using the media, as far as, you know, who who the the fans would be behind and also the agents doing that as well um so i i mean 
we're we're kind of st- we're just kind of stuck in limbo right now. I wouldn't read to to me. I wouldn't read too much into anything. Uh, I think you need to be very very uh, subjective and and look at everything that's going on on a national level as far as you know people that are coming out as possible candidates and all of that. Like you need to you need to take that. Um, and just kind of look at that very subjective and, and be very open-minded and just realize that we have people on our side that are using certain uh, media outlets for whatever advantage that it, it pertains to us. And also the agents have their media outlets and they're using that to help their clients. So I, I want to, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not close yet. enough. We're not close enough yet. Real quick. I did want to say a couple of people did mention like, why would we use Musk as a smokescreen? I don't think it's that Louisville is our, I mean, it could be, but I don't think Louisville's using Eric Musselman as a smokescreen. I right. think there are, you know, nationally and maybe even Musk's camp themselves are pushing his name to Louisville and maybe, maybe it's all, maybe it's all completely 100% accurate. And, you know, there's people that, you know, I know in a Trilly Donovan discord, for example, it's like, you know, there's sources that, that say that are telling him it's a done deal already behind the scenes that a deal's already been done. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just have a hard time believe believing that. that. I don't think it's quite that. And I mean, Trilly hasn't said like, yeah, that's definitely true. He's just saying there, there are multiple sources that have come to him that can be reliable that have said that to him and other ones that have said that they think he's our leading candidate. But again, all that comes from like places like a Trilly Donovan and some of these other agent type of sources or, or coaching circle type of sources, which are all outside of the university. And so why are you know it's very possible somebody else wants the Arkansas job and so they're pushing Muss's name to Louisville. I mean, you don't know. That's the thing about when it comes from outside the university, it's not that it's false, but it's right. that it also carries a lot of political type of agenda-driven narratives. I don't think Muss is gonna be back at Arkansas next year. I really don't. I think that. I think I've heard enough from within Arkansas to believe that 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 they that they may very well move on. Maybe I'm wrong there. I'm just guessing he won't be. I don't just really trying to know. create a market for his name. I think that's what's happening. Yeah, I can't I, I, that. I I'm on board with that. Um, honestly, the more we see, I mean, we we see that Tang. Jerome Tang's a, a name that just will not go away. Um, he's a guy that will just absolutely instill a ton of confidence and a ton of excitement into a fan base. And we know that there's some friction there amongst him and uh, the leadership there at uh, Kansas State. Yeah. Kansas State. So, um, it, it will be very, very that like. I, I don't think Josh Hurd. Josh Hurd at this point on February fifteenth is not zeroed in on anybody. He's got I, he's got he's got a, a, a handful of names probably, and you're gonna keep seeing this like 
you know, there were a few weeks ago where it was Cronin and it was a done deal. And then, you know, then there was some buzz behind Tang. And then there's now there's real palpable buzz, as as uh, Mike Rutherford says on uh, Card Chronicle, you know, uh, as far as, uh, you know, muscle men. And, you know, I, I just think that we're going to keep seeing this kind of revolving door a little bit and i don't think that's on uh that's not an accident it's not by coincidence um but i bring up tang because if that guy makes a run again in this tournament and you know it, it's 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 all about what if, it's all about the draw it's all He's about get there first yeah i know he does i know he does i have a feeling he's he's gonna get there um that being said they make a run man He's going to have some serious, serious buzz behind his name in connection to this job. That is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's, again, we're a month away from that. But that 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 is going if it goes that way, that's going to happen. I'm just telling everybody to be. I'm saying on on February 15th right now, be prepared for that, because that is going to be a thing. Because he, I don't, I don't think he wants to stay there. I think that 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 has run its course. He's ready to get out of there. Um, and if it's not us, it'll be probably an SEC job. Um, Ohio State. I don't think he'll go to Ohio State. I, don't I, I, I could see honestly, him going to USC. Think, yeah, listen, I, I, I think, I, I think, think, think USC is going to open, but that's just a guess. I think I, I, Sean Miller. I think Sean Miller is going to go to Ohio State. That's just me personally. And then I see Chris Mack getting the Xavier job again. I see. I see Xavier doing the exact same thing and going getting a former coach that was successful uh, before. And I, that's that's. I feel that's the way that's going to run. But who knows? I mean, well, I, I want to bring topic. this up that uh, Ronnie Hayes says Musselman had a midseason last year too. And the reason I wanted to bring yeah. this up was because Kyle, you were talking about this before we came on the air. So, yeah. About how everybody highlights his uh, his tournament success just last year, but entering the tournament uh, was just uh, was a chore. And you brought that up before we went on air. So weren't they, weren't they in the playing game? Um. I, I don't think they I were. Think so. They were really close. I I they were right. have to go look. So listen, anybody that's known me for a while, like you guys know, like, okay. So people, people from old school message board days know I want Eric Musselman when we hired Chris Mack. Yeah, I was okay with yeah. Chris Mack. The, you were hard the, on the, the must buzz. I was hard days. on the must buzz. <laughs> then he goes to Arkansas and starts killing it, and that just made me like when when Ken, when I knew KP was going to be our coach, I was never really. You guys know I was never really a, a believer that, you know, without his experience from the Cal coaching tree with nothing but Nike connections, to me it was just spelled utter disaster. And without getting into all that, obviously I see Musselman's killing it at Arkansas, and I'm like, damn it, let's get him this time. Let's let's at least look at the guy. And we really didn't. So what I'm about to say sound is like almost like a heel turn for wrestling terms. Like, I, I, I like Muss. I still do. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go over some things. First off, there is there is there is some very strong data. There's a guy in our Discord who made a, a big PDF 
where he broke down graphs and everything else of coaches when they peak and when they start to decline. And I believe from 45 to 55, they peak. And from 55 on, especially once they get to 60, a lot of them slowly start to decline. So if you hire a coach who's around 60, which must will be next November, you at least want his peak, if he's declining, to still be very high. Like, okay, like Roy Williams had a really high peak. And yeah, so like, even when he's yeah. in like his 60s, it might plateau or decline, but he's still Roy freaking Williams. So he's got a long way to fall. Same thing with Coach K. I wouldn't say Coach K was as good as like when he had Shane Battier and all those guys. Trajan Langdon, and before that, Christian Leitner. But he was still Coach freaking K, and he still had some really good teams. Eric Musselman, let's just talk about his time at Arkansas. You know, I've highlighted his positives, you know, the three or the two Sweet 16s, the two Elite Eights. He crushed it at Nevada. He had his first eight seasons as a coach. He had 20-plus wins. Until this year, he's not going to get there in his ninth season. So he's done really well, but I want I want to highlight some things. So there, he gets to Arkansas. He immediately goes twenty and twelve. He goes seven and eleven in his conference. Not bad for you know he gets a job at his first year. That's that's pretty good. That's like if he did that next year for us, if he inherited that, I think we'd all be fine with that after the last two years we've had in year one. So then is, is year two. He goes twenty five and seven. He goes thirteen and four in the SEC. And, you know, he makes a run in the tournament. And then year three, he goes 28 and nine. That was his best year. So he every year he goes up. He goes 13 and five in the SEC. Uh, then all of a sudden, he gets the last year, he goes 22 and 14. He goes eight and 10 in conference. So 22 and 14, he barely made it. Barely made it to the tournament. He did make a sweet 16. So when I watched him last year, because I watch a lot of Muzz. I've watched him every year, really. He's not a great offensive coach. He's a good defensive coach, normally. Now, this year, they're not good at anything, which I'll get into that. But You're good at one thing. Turning the ball over uh, and losing. That's not where I was they're going good. with that, but no, okay. I know where they're, I know where they're going. Connor, I'm not going there. That's, they're that's good. They're Sorry good at that. penetrating. Did you see where they tweeted, got that hog in me? Instead of, oh, man. Like, We're not going to go Twitter, there. We're not going to go there. Twitter account tweeted, got that hog in me, like got that dog in me. Got that hog realize. in me. Like leaning right into the rumors. Come on, Art. Leaning right into those rumors. So anyway, so anyway, he goes 22 and 14 last year, and it was an offensive disaster. They 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 relied mostly on their defense, and then this year they're twelve and twelve, and they are just free falling. They are free falling, and I mean I watched them last night. I've watched them all year. Their offense has been a problem. They don't really they they let's see. Last three years they shot thirty percent from three, and uh, in the twenty eight nine year they actually shot thirty one percent last year. And they're shooting 32% this year, despite how bad they are. And they don't shoot a whole lot of them. Musk likes to focus on the mid-range. And he his offense is mainly guys taking guys one-on-one. He has two point guards. Well, we know LL is obviously. He's a combo guard. They're doing the same thing that we tried with KP here. They're trying to make him a point guard. And it's going just about as well as you would imagine. Except I would argue – 
It's worse. It's <laughs> worse because he was at least better at scoring when he played here. He's still bad at defense. He's there. only averaging what, like eight points a game? Not very much. He's not very good at scoring there. And, you know, his defense and turnovers are still just as bad as they were here. So he's basically the same player, except he's not scoring the ball as well. So that's a problem. But Keon Minifield, who we know well because we thought we were going to get him here, he's a guy that ended up going there. He struggled mightily. He struggled mightily there. Of course, he started mid-semester when the portal transfer or when the, when the two-year rule got led to where he had to sit out. He became <laughs> eligible. So he had one really good game starting out, and he's not done anything since then. So they don't really have good movement on offense. Their spacing's terrible. And it's basically Marks just takes his guy one-on-one and jacks up step-back threes with a second left on the shot clock. It looks a lot like what we saw here last year, which, of course, L. Ellis is their combo guard at point guard. But it looks a lot like that. And I, I, as a huge Must fan, am looking at it, and I'm thinking about the age data. I'm not seeing how this is going to work here. I mean, he if he comes here, if he's the guy, he has got to get an off- uh, offensive-minded coach. He's got to get better shooters. He's got to rely more on three-pointers yeah. to face out the program. Jawan Howard's not going to Ohio State. Jawan Howard's about to get fired at Michigan. <laughs> They're just trolling yeah. at, uh, at at the Ohio fan in here, the Ohio State fan, the Ohio podcast guy. And yeah, like, hey, we like the Ohio podcast. Yeah, they're they're good to us. So. They're good to us. Um, he may not like me here soon, depending on if I get that job. <laughs> oh, are you? Are you, you talk? Never mind. I'm not gonna Don't talk about, about it open on the air, Con- yeah, Connor. Yeah, that's what you told. You got me. mad at us for saying yeah. stuff. That's now he's gonna bring it up. Yeah, but I didn't say I didn't say where. Well, if you're never mind. Um, okay. So <laughs> long story short with Muzz is his offense, like his offense has got like his defense overall has been has been really good at Arkansas until this year. But this team, his team this year, they they look like they don't give a shit, to be honest. They just look – they don't even look where they're passing the ball when they pass it. Like, what I saw last night was just – it was hard to watch. And Tron, who I don't know if he's in here tonight in the chat, but he said in a chat here. one night – He's here. He's here, he yeah. Said, he said that, that, that Eric Musselman was the Bobby Petrino of basketball, and that has stuck in my – in the back of my mind ever since he said that. Short tenures – doesn't get along terribly well with his assistants from what you hear. Starting to bring family on board and usually start maxes out after three or four years and then the decline starts. I don't know, guys. There's just a lot of things. Like, and again, I know the listeners that are thinking like they're big must bus guys. I get it. I've been on the must bus. I'm trying to explain why. I'm more leery now than I was. Well, I, I will I do want to interject about the family comment. Like he just has the one son, right? Like, yeah, the, they also the have smaller staffs, so like Petrino could bring on like a yeah. But what I'm five. saying is like what I'm trying to what I was gonna get to is that like it is actually extremely common for men's basketball head coaches to have a son on their staff. Like or, if you go around the landscape, like that actually is not uncommon. Or, or they hire like, like a staff like or, that. It, yeah, yeah, I'm probably reaching we with had, that one, but we had a previous we had a previous basketball coach that did yeah, that I mean, and it was very it was very successful. 
it's multiple fine. times. I, okay, let's let's just take out the sun thing. I mean, even Eric Musselman was probably on his dad's staff at one he point. He was. Right? He, he that's exactly what he was. He was. I don't mind it. I just I'm I'm looking at all the similarities, but you can throw that one out. That's fine. Kevin the Bobby Keith. Petrino thing though is more about not getting along with assistants, burning out after three or four years, and then moving on to the next job. But you're clearly a good coach just in short spurts. Like, I feel like Petrino stayed too long last time. And that's, I mean, he just fell off. Now, you can argue the AD change and all that contributed to it. But whatever happened, 2018 was an unholy disaster. We got, and what I saw last night out of Arkansas, what I've seen three or four different times this year in, in various games, it's been a disaster. Like, those guys are too talented to be that bad. Like, you remember what we all said in the offseason when he landed that transfer portal class? We were like, holy shit. This dude's landed in the freaking, like, Avengers. Yeah. They are they look terrible. I think I think we could beat them right now. I really do. <laughs> I do. Without Sky? No, with Sky as well. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and that's not Kyle, a compliment. I don't, no. Kyle, I don't even think I don't even think that's a hot take because like no. you said, Musselman's best teams are v- defensively very strong and this team, this they're Arkansas not. team is not. So you're talking about literally just Let's just be honest what it is. We're talking about glorified AAU ball at the college level, at the D1 level. We can score We can score with a lot of fucking teams. Like, sorry, I, I didn't mean to drop that F ball. We also right. don't play defense, Ross. I know We're that. I know that. But, like, they don't play defense either. So, like, you're talking about a shootout. So, if our teams were to – it's not going to happen because we're – we're not going to tournament, but bad, yeah. if it somehow did happen and we met in the, the NIT or the CBI, whatever, you know, I mean, I would say there's a good <laughs> chance Louisville wins that game. It's not, right, it's right. not, it's not crazy, Kyle. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah I don't know if Nate's saying he, he like has read my or agrees with my comment just never thought of it that way or if he thinks it's ridiculous <laughs> and i know nate from 247 he's not afraid to say how he feels so well and then like just a, i know it's kind of a hot take for some people i get it conversely if say musman ended up here um i will say that I, even it, despite all of what we've said i would still be super excited yeah like, yeah i mean like, we, we, i, we I still think awesome that here I mean, his team this year could just have, you know, a locker room cancer or something that's sabotaging <laughs> their team. Who knows what's going on behind the scenes? It's hard. So, to like, know, yeah. We know the rumors of what's going well, on. Well, I'm not going to – we're not getting into that. Like, I don't, that was a Missouri that. troll that started that. Um, so, like, I, I do want to say that if he ended up here, I would be really ex- – this uh, Rush Smith bourbon is really good, by the way. Uh, I got that in my Coke Zero. Oh, but, shout out um, to Russ Smith. Russ Diggins. Hey, just think about how much more bourbon is going to be accessible to you at a very affordable price living in Louisville again. Um, By the way, real quick, quick, if you have not subscribed to our channel, we are almost to 500 and we haven't even been around for a year. (laughs) I mean, getting close. We are close. Subscribe. We want to hit that 500. Yep. Yeah. Tell your friends. 
and, and make sure you hit the notification button so that that way when we go live, it sends you that notification. You can hop on and yep. watch it. Nate says he was agreeing with me. <laughs> but with the ability that he has as a coach and, and the style of play that they have, I do think that he could do good things here. Um, I do think that, you know, our program is a much higher level even than Arkansas. So I, I don't want to sound like we're totally uh, totally against Musselman. No, no. I just – we were just providing uh, – you know, we just wanted to provide some of the opposite, um, I guess, I, opinion, the the con side of it. For me, uh, I, I, I want to say that I like, was like at the top of the bus. Like he was my top candidate like two years ago. I don't think he is my top candidate anymore. But if we land – if he's like down the list and we – fine, you know. And well, I'm not Kyle, one that's like, oh, we have to have this particular coach or that particular coach. I've always been one that's like, you guys name like seven or eight guys, and I'm like, yeah, I'd like any of those guys. Like, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where board. I am. I mean, I, I can get behind a lot of guys. There are definitely names that, uh, you know, strike more interest and uh, uh, deliver up more enthusiasm. As far as me personally. Uh, going back to you, Kyle, I mean, you, you, yeah, you were, you were heavily on the must bus and you you've, you're sliding a little bit. So I'll just ask you, I mean, who, where, who's, who's at the top of your list right now? Okay. <laughs> so let me, let me hierarchy. Here we go. Now let me go through like, there's, there's people that I think aren't as realistic. So let me, if Scott drew is, more realistic than I think, which I don't think he is. But again, I might not, I'm not saying I know that. I just, I mean, he's not, he's been at Baylor forever now and he's had plenty of opportunities to leave. He just opened a new arena. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically, if you call, you know, you put your feelers out, which I assume we probably did. And he says, look, I really want to sit down and talk about this. I know you guys approached me, which they did last time this came around. He was like, oh, I'm flattered. Thanks. I think I'm all right. But if you were to say, you know what, I've, I've thought about that, and you know, let's let's sit and really talk about this. <laughs> he goes straight to the damn top of the list. Yeah, he goes straight to the top. One hundred. So hype. I'm gonna assume Scott Drew's not attainable. Shock is smart. I'm gonna assume the same because I think he likes it at Marquette. I know people the tournament thing. Shock is also only 46 years old, so he's got plenty of room to grow into that tournament. And a lot of those years he didn't run the Havoc defense or the Havoc system that he ran at VCU. He ditched that for some Chris Mack type of system at Texas. Yeah, half court stuff wasn't working. It, it didn't work. I mean, he, he didn't do terrible, but he was just mediocre. And it wasn't what we would want here. He's back to his old system at Marquette, but I do think he needs to make a tournament run this year because his guys did underachieve last year. Shaka Smart would be up really high on my list, but he's another one I just don't think wants to leave the state of Wisconsin, his home state. He is in a really good conference. Big East is a great basketball conference. He's got everything he really wants and needs there. But maybe he maybe he would be interested. And, and if he is – He is the guy because they don't have football there. Yeah, yeah, that too. So, ruling those those two guys out, then, you know, Chris Beard, I don't think we're going to consider Chris Beard because of what his background is. I, I mean, my thoughts on it, I don't condone any of it, but also don't look at a basketball coach as a guy I'm trying to, like, live my life after. I'm just I'm, I'm just here, like, keep your nose clean while you're here, and I'll root for you as a coach of the team I like. 
and I'll root for the team. I separate all that so long as you're not, but it doesn't mean I condone it. And I totally understand why people are against it. I do. Yeah. I totally get it. So I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I, d- I don't think our university will consider him. So I'm ruling him out. So now you get into the weeds and I'm looking at a combination of the, you know, your candidate pool, everybody's got their warts at this point. Once you rule those guys out, if they're not available, you know, TJ Otzelberger's name gets thrown out there a lot. He has a $20 million buyout at Iowa State, and he's deeply rooted there. His wife was a big or a former athlete and a big-time athlete at Iowa State. I know he's he was an assistant there for years. He's not leaving. So no. I'm looking at, you know, you got the must, Jerome Tang, who Tang's in the second year. I wouldn't mind Jerome Tang at all. I think he coaches great defense. But, again, his offense needs some major work, too. He's had to deal with some things he shouldn't have had to deal with this year, though. And I give him a little bit more slack than I do, like, Eric Muscle, for example. He's a dude that shows, though, when he has offensive talent, his his system thrives. Yeah. I I would say uh, towards the – people aren't going to like this. I'm going to let you all know. The top of my list as of today, despite the fact that he has a show cause, is William Wade. One William Wade, Wade, baby. Listen, I already know the arguments. You can't bring a guy on who was involved in the very scandal that we were. Well, you know, yeah, you can't pay players as a coach like he did, even today, or at least not. Connor's going to say, you know, there might be a loophole or something in general, you know, but you have NIL now. You do pay players. I don't think Will Wade's going to do the things he did back then. I personally, like, I understand the moral objection of a Chris Beard. I don't give a shit that Will Will Wade paid players. I don't. I didn't then. The stuff stuff that he was accused of. I actually like the rogue nature of him just – Given the finger of the NCAA, like to me, that everybody's doing it. Everybody was doing it. We were doing it. our fan base. Everybody was doing it. Okay, he got caught, but I mean, now it's legal. It's like Kelvin Sampson. You're not going to hire him because he got fired for sending text messages to recruits. Right. That's what people said, and guess what he did? He if Kelvin Sampson was a decade younger, I'd be like, go get him. Yeah. yeah. He went to Houston because nobody else wanted him because oh, we can't hire him now. Yeah, I mean the, the Will the Will Wade the Will Wade thing. I mean, you know, we have all that stuff on tape talking about you know the FBI tape, him talking about I made we made them a strong ass offer, all of that. I mean, you you there's ways to like legally just do that now with NIL, right. like in no in no holds bar, like you don't have anything to worry about. And Louisville, we have coffers that are deep. And if it was the right coach, like, the RNIL is ready to go. Like, it's ready to be used. And Will Wade, I think, is a guy that would use the hell out of it. And he would succeed big time here. Well, and, and the other argument, just the other objection is, well, he's has, and this one is very valid. He has a show cause, which means there are recruiting restrictions until the summer of 2025. You can I get around those. You can't get around those, but I think we can recruit you have to explain the hire. through it. 
I think we can still land some guys despite those restrictions, but that's probably going to be the biggest hang-up and maybe why he's not considered. All I'm saying is I would still consider him because, like, and, and the argument's going to be, look, he made one sweet 16 at LSU with all that talent. He didn't do a whole lot with it otherwise. And my argument's going to be the dude was, like, 35 freaking years old. When he was doing, so it's like yeah. the guy was, you know, and he he, he had success. He's still fairly young, like he's forty one right now, yeah, and so yeah, he's not even entered per the data that uh, that's yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. He hasn't even entered his coaching prime, and he's crushing it at McNeese State. Yeah, so like to me, out of realistic candidates, if I rule out Otzelberger, Smart, Scott Drew, Chris Beard. For whatever reasons, I don't think they'll be interested. I hope I'm wrong on any of them. I do. But assuming they're not available, that's my guy, Will Wade. Beamer says, what about little Ricky Patino? What do you guys think? Ross, what do you think? I I honestly, like, I have a lot of insight with uh recruiting and the way things ran when the the glory years under Rick Patino were here and when Richard was here both times we we have we achieved the ultimate success with the like the highest of highs in Rick Patino's uh tenure here. Um Richard's a hell of a recruiter. Um he's a very good scout. Like people don't realize that that guy can scout like nobody's business. Like his daddy can, they know he knows how to scout Richard. Richard's a good coach. Like he's a very good coach. Um, I think politically looking at it, I think it would be a good thing because you could kind of mend some fences. Uh, you know, if you were able to actually get Richard here, you could have a lot of the, uh, you know, the politics behind the scene as far as donors and, and yada, yada. Right. Um, you could mend some of that and you would get a lot of that back on hand. That being said, I would have a hard time believing that Richard would take this job um, with the way, you know, Rick was treated um, on the way out. Um that's just me. But at the same time, I know that Rick wants the best for his son. And I know that Rick uh, knows what kind of uh, possibility this would be for Richard to get a job like this. So, we, you know, it, it, it's a it's a possibility. I would say it's it's more unlikely than likely. But um I would be mean personally. Get I, out of here with that. You've always been a I hater would, and always KP is not going to be back next year. Take it to the I would be, KP. Let's do it. KP I would be on I would be on board. Hating. I would be on board with uh Richard. And to that highlighted comment, um just to bounce, I'm gonna bounce this one thing to another. Uh Kyle, uh Will Wade's buyout from mcneese state after this year is like a million dollars like that's that's nothing with the new contract that he just got yeah i mean it's it's nothing like that's not for a big school like us that's 
that's easily snakes. that's easily obtainable. Um, to go with uh, what Nate is saying, as far as Tommy Lloyd, I I I don't think it's a a well known secret that there's a really good chance that Tommy Lloyd is on his way out of USC. Um, Arizona. Wait, what? What? Oh, yeah, whoa, that's, that's the wrong dude. Sorry, sorry, Arizona, Arizona. Wait, what? Yeah, I mean that's what I meant. I'm in Arizona. I'm sorry. Um, it, so that would be, that would be, that's kind of one of those names. He's like, kind of like on, 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 he's one of those dark horse candidates for this job. He's one of those names that people keep keeping an eye on because there's some like friction there as far as money and, you know, keeping him and it just seems like that he's on his way out of there. Um, I don't know where he's going to end up, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be at Arizona next year. That's Hi, I'm, I'm with you, man. I don't, I, he's a West coast guy. But I don't hey, see him leaving. But, but if he's we a, could land, man, if, if, if we could land a guy, he's, like a, Tommy, he's a Mark few disciple. He's never leaving the West coast. I'm, I'm with you. I man. mean, say he's that. Dream. Never say never though. And <laughs> I, um, and then I just wanted to make mention, I know we talked about uh, Chris Beard a couple times, and I actually don't think that uh, – I think that it's very unlikely Chris Beard goes anywhere this offseason. Uh, and the reasons that I would say that are uh, various, but, like, the, the main couple reasons that I have on that is I don't think he would leave unless it was an extraordinary amount of money, more than what Ole Miss could pay him. And – the reason I say that is because one, he's got a very good situation there with, you know, very, 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 very good facilities at Ole Miss. They've got a great practice facility. They've got a great arena. That's not that old. The arena's maybe 10 years old. Um, so it's, it's a really good uh, facility there for him. Plus he's working under an AD that was the, was one of the all time great basketball players at Ole Miss so he, anytime he brings up a, you know, a concern with it in the about the program, he's going to have the ear of that AD really strongly because he's going to know what it takes to compete in basketball. So he's got a great situation right there, and it would take a lot, not just a historically better program or something like that, to be able to entice him away. It, it so, would take probably a, a lot more money. The so, strong ass offers. There's, there's, a, there's an interesting factoid about Chris Beard in Arkansas that I did not know. And I heard in a Curry Hicks, the Curry Hicks Sage, if you ever see that burner account on Twitter, they do spaces with coaching carousel. A guy at Arkansas is pretty high up, was in that spaces and said when uh Chris Beard was at Arkansas Jeez. Little Rock, when Chris Beard was at Arkansas Little Rock, he had a guy that's now on the board of trustees at Arkansas that he's very close with. And Arkansas definitely is a bigger basketball school than Ole Miss. I don't know if he would leave Ole Miss for them, but if Musk yeah, – but there's a personal connection, that's one of those draws that I could see doing it. But 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 if Musk leaves, you know, I think they're going to make a push for Chris Beard, and I think it's going to start with that Board of Trustees member. And it, I think it's the Board of Trustees he was on. So I don't, yeah. don't quote me on that, but I think that is the connection to Arkansas Little Rock. And it's somebody on that type of level at Arkansas right now who he's got a good relationship with from all accounts. Real quick, if you haven't already, please like this uh, episode. If, if you're if you're enjoying the content, 
Subscribe if you haven't already. Again, we are almost at 500, gentlemen. We are almost there. Get us there, boys. So since I haven't been able to get it in, pause. Um, Will Wade <laughs> has a lot of NIL money at McNeese State. Yeah. Surprisingly yeah. enough, all of the LSU donors that are that are mad. Off, that are pissed off that he got fired. Hmm, where have all, we heard that in our own hometown? Yeah. Are all funneling money yep. to McNeese State. People that's, going to Bellarmine instead of U of L. That's Bring why, him to Louisville. I know it's really far away. That's that's why he's getting dudes at McNeese State. And if you can get somebody that can already recruit that has I don't know how much money they have at McNeese. I promise you it's nothing that they're going to have a 502 circle. Promise right. you that. Yeah. But if you can get dudes to come to McNeese State, you sure as hell can get dudes to come to Louisville. Absolutely. That's I, – I mean, you all know who my one and two are. It's Chris Beard, Will Wade, and then the rest of the field. I just don't think that Chris Beard is realistic for the reasons that I gave because I think it would take something extraordinary yeah. to get him, either a personal connection – or just far and away paying more than what Ole Miss is willing to pay. I, I, uh, it's not just a historical significance of your program. You know, like I right. said, there's not a lot I've been told that comes out of the university right now. They're not talking very much. But I do trust. I've had two different people that I, I think would definitely know that both said the same thing. They were like, you guys need to let it go. Like, not me, like you guys, but like you guys in general. Because like, I asked, I said, is he even a real – I just want to know. It's not even like I'm pushing – it's like you guys all got to let that go. It's not going to happen. So I'm I'm going to take their word and, and believe that they know. I mean, it's secondhand. It always is whenever I share something. So I always caveat with that. So, you know, I'm not in those conversations. Obviously. And uh, um, 26 days, by the way, is the is the countdown until the first day of the ACC men's basketball tournament. Oh, so, so the day of shame. I'm not saying least. anything beyond that. I just – that's the first round. The day of shame. Yeah. It's, it's so, it seems so far away. <laughs> it's less than we still got to play Duke. Yeah, I'll bounce back off of that. I mean, you know, I, I there there are some people's opinions that I, I put higher in regard. I mean, it's, it's not like it's written in stone or it's a testament, but like you know, Mike Rutherford has said uh, multiple times on his pod about he thinks that Louisville's going to win an ACC tournament game this year. Please and, don't let that happen. I mean, and, it would surprise me. We're going to be playing some low seed at the beginning. In the right. You're, you're, looking at, you're looking at who we're going to possibly be facing off with. I mean, that's not – it's not even a – that's not even – that's not even a, a wild take. I mean, like it, Boston College or no, Georgia Tech. Boston College just beat Notre us. Dame. Yeah, yeah, but it'll but yeah, it, but we can beat those teams. I mean, we've yeah. got a good offense that's been proven. So I don't think anybody's guaranteed out sport I guess he guaranteed it. I wouldn't guarantee it, but it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Now, if we either. win two, I'm going to be very damn surprised. We got to win two in a row. Winning two would be absolutely a success for this in the ACC tournament. That would be like going above and beyond 
uh, for both this team and uh, this coaching staff. It'd be a good I mean, way for the staff to go out if that happened. He's getting yeah. a year three if we go to the semifinals of the ACC. Shut up, Connor. Shut up. Nah, I'm not worried about that anymore. And I've been worried as of like, I've just Two been worried because like I'm just paranoid that like we always tend to do the. It's like we reverse course all the time. Like you think we're heading one way, and like we're like Louisville basketball is like a freaking movie. Well, man. it's like, do I wait? <laughs> you thought, I will go like, back to uh, two years ago in football because we kept. You remember early in the season, it looked like the football team was going in the tank, and we kept thinking, well, maybe we need to start rooting to lose these games so we could fire Satterfield, and then we just kept winning enough games to where it didn't yeah. look like. It. And then we, we were like, oh, I guess we'll have to deal with another year. And then next it, thing you know, Cincinnati hired him away. So was he like, was good enough to I don't win. think we're going to get that lucky. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. But I would be absolutely – I'd be like, wow. I mean, But I we would, were having kind of that anti-luck is what I was – Yeah, in, in no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And it's it's just it's – all it always ends up being in a way you don't expect it. That's a good way to put it. So Which, you know. which goes to show you things always work out. They do work out. For a school like Louisville, like they will work out. They need we're to start just, working out work. basketball, Ross. It's been worked out for years. Listen, I know. <laughs> I mean, this this is just things don't stay stagnant, and they don't stay they don't stay the way that they are forever. Like it's not oh, going to stay like this. Like our time is coming back to go back up, man. Well, I, I mean, patience, Ross. I'm not a Detroit Lions fan. I'm not hanging in there. For thirty freaking forty freaking years, but the Next Lions year, were always. We be, but that's not even an apples to apples. That's not even an apples to apples thing. Like I'm the Lions were always notoriously like a bad team. U of L has a lot of prestige and a lot of. Um, they they have a there's a lot of notoriety riding behind that name. So, like. At this point right now, and I, I said in the chat earlier, uh, you know, just to bring that back up to the Ohio podcast, um, they had asked, you know, does a school like Ohio State have the upper hand by firing Holtman now over a school like L? At this point in time, I'll say no, because we're still so early in the NIL period and we're still so early in the in all these new contracts. Yeah. Like Ohio state's going to have a ton of money to throw at a coach, but we're not far enough along in the process to where prestige and tradition don't matter uh, with a school like U of L when you're talking about Ohio state and so, basketball. And on top of it, the let's, is we have a former alum. So we're going to get, yeah, him and, I mean, and, and, and yeah, everybody knows what's off, coming. To top it off, I mean, Ohio State's always going to be a football school. Yeah. We're well, always going to be. I will say in their defense, Ohio State is no slouch in basketball. No, I mean, people no, like they're not. Trade, but they got two national championships, seven or eight final fours. I mean, they're not. They're, no, they're, they're not good. chopped liver. In yeah, basketball. but it's, it's, it's but they're good. But their basketball program is always second fiddle to their football program, yeah, and it always true. will be. And when you're talking about coaches like this, the most successful college coaches that we've ever seen, these guys are egomaniacs. They're very type A. 
They don't like playing second fiddle to anybody, even That's within cool. their own sports administration program. They don't like that. I so, think Ohio State should go after either Cronin or John Gross because John Gross has done a remarkable job at Akron. And, I and I'm not being and I'm not joking. It's going to be Sean. It's going to be Sean Miller, man. Sean Miller, I think John Gross possible. would be a great hire. For well, here, one name y'all haven't said yet is Greg McDermott. He doesn't get along with his AD at Creighton, from all accounts. Well, here, and Greg McDermott, I think, would be do great in the Big Ten. So I, I just, I, I mean, agree. just That'd take it back. Hire. I, I like at this point in time where we are with NIL and where we are with uh, conference revenue sharing and all that, we're not at a point yet where Louisville's prestige and tradition falls behind a school like Ohio State and what they have to offer in their money. Like, it's not there yet. But in five years, in five years, come back and talk to me. Like, that might be a real well, – That's why we've said – Kyle and I and everybody else on the pod has said numerous times – that we actually have to get this hire absolutely right, and that's yeah, why you absolutely not, you can't absolutely. take a high risk chance. You've got to you got to find somebody a little more proven, a little more of a sure thing. Well, that's what's um, scared me is there's just not unless we can pull off a Scott Drew out of our asses. Oh my God, if we pulled off Scott Drew, because I think it's just I think that's going to be even harder of a of a pull than Rick. I don't Bettino think he's going was, anywhere. Ever. Who Rick Patino got fired. From his NBA job, so he had he was open. He needed mm -hmm. a job, and he had previous ties to the state at least. Now it was still wild that he picked his rival, but this would be an even bigger pull than that because I mean the guy has been rooted at Baylor. I mean I know schools have tried to poach him. It doesn't yeah. even get past the oh thanks for being your interest. Uh, I'm gonna go. You fish lived somewhere for twenty go. plus years. That's home. It don't matter yeah. where you're actually from. If you live somewhere for twenty years, that's home. I mean, maybe yeah. he's looking for a new challenge. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he feels like he's – that's the only way I can see it is if he's like, you know what, I've, I've done everything I've wanted to do here. I just have a hard time believing. I, I feel like he's he's going to consider that home. He's like, you know, at the very least, I'm getting paid millions to do something I love, and if I start sucking, I still built this thing, and then we'll just move on. So I'm oh, just going to yeah. keep doing what I love to do in a place I love to do it. But, but hey, man, if Josh Hurd pulls that off, I mean that that would be the that would be the guy that you would be like okay that's the kind of hire we really need but how many of those besides him and how obtainable are they I really think it's just him you could argue Chris Beard on the court but we all know that's probably not going to happen because I'm off the court so it's not even really worth getting into the weeds with that so here's the you know one thing that thing I, about go ahead Connor sorry so here's an interesting thing about the Ohio State hire. The firing was done by Gene. The hiring is not going to be done by Gene. The hiring is going to be done by Ross Bjork. So who Ross Bjork has, his, who he has on his list, is going to be different than what Gene Smith has on his list. And we may not even be talking about the person that Ohio State is going to hire. Because I don't know the relationship between Buzz Williams and Ross Bjork, but – Buzz Williams would take the Ohio State job like oh, that. God. I would laugh my ass off if he hired Buzz Williams. I'm sorry. Buzz, like, be, I would be so much. Coach. He's just not a. He he's just a man, coach. Yeah. He's made the tournament in 
half of his career years. He's a guy you know his floor is going to be like, okay, an NIT type of thing, but his ceiling's not much higher. It's like yeah. his ceiling and floor are like, like – it's like a safe uh, hire. Like, okay, I hey, and you know, you know, Buzz, Buzz, Buzz would jump at that job because he don't stay anywhere. No. Hey, I did want to ask one question. If if there was a dark horse candidate that at a lower major school that you don't hear their name much, and you know he's definitely going to be the coach at Louisville, who would you guys pick? Because I would pick shirts. At Indiana State, even if even though they lost last night, <laughs> I mean you can't win every damn game. I'm not counting Will Wade. I mean he stayed. I know Ty is like Will Wade. No, I'm not counting him. Just what, what do you what, classify? What? what do you classify as mid major? Basically anything below the Power Six, and not a coach like Will Wade who has already had obvious success at the high major level. Here's so a, even like a Dayton type of school. Or now there are a few except like I don't like your Xavier for example. I guess they're in a power six. Really, I count the reason I'm asking is is the mountain does the Mountain West count as a quote unquote mid major? Not not Pope. Pope's not not in the Mountain West, dumbass. He's in Power Six. Well, damn it, they changed it all. (laughs) I get sick of that crap. Stay, we're still in Conference USA, aren't we? (laughs) Anyway. Who are you gonna say, Connor? I I'm trying to gather it. Oh. So I was trying to see where I could go with that. Okay, well, just a guy who like out of left field, like an uh, a out guy who's field, like an up and comer who you would be a risk to hire him because like they're a lower level. Dusty made on county or let's just pull him out because he's at FAU. But I mean, he made a fight. We all know Dusty. About Dusty. Meh. Yeah, I don't, I'm not big on that either. <laughs> I, I'm I'm the same way, Ash. I'm going Listen, with David I'm not, Riley. I'm not, I'm not big. I feel like uh, John L. Davis. They just ride him to whatever wins they can get at this point. And I mean, that's fine. But it kind of reminds me of a Tom Cream when when D Wade was there. I'm not saying that John L. is as good as D Wade, but he carries him like that. And then all of a sudden, Tom Cream never even came remotely close to replicating his final four year. I just worry that. A guy like Dusty May may be like really benefiting from him. I, I got two guys. Who? All right, let's hear him, Connor. Randy Bennett. Okay. He's not uh-huh. leaving. What? That's. To, He's gonna Bri- retire before he goes anywhere. Or Brian Dutcher. Brian Dutcher. Yeah. That'd be a good one. He's older, isn't he? That that was why I asked my Mountain West question. Any any like in the sixties, Brian Dutcher. Uh, probably. Yeah, he so he wouldn't be around very long. If I'm taking a risk, it's got to be on a younger dude. But that's just me. I'm going with shirts. I'm going David Riley. Okay, and I'm where, probably the only one on the. Where the hell is he at? Huh? I don't know. He's at Eastern I'm, Washington University. He's 35 years old. Um, wow, in his I, third I, year as head coach. Okay. Um, in Big conference risk. this year, he's 10 and one. Last year, 16 and two in conference. 35 years old, like I said, he's been on staff there since 2011, so it tells you how young he was when he Jeez. first got Jeez, on staff. when he was 20. Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think he's going to be at a at a much bigger school very soon. He succeeded uh, Shante Leggins, who was the head coach there before. That, that 
they should have beat Kansas in the NCAA tournament during the bubble year in Indianapolis. Um, they li- literally led that whole game. Uh, but then after yeah. after that season, Leggins went to University of Portland, and the entire team transferred out. Yeah. Um, I see. I didn't. Riley still had an eighteen and sixteen record. <laughs> when he said his up. name. I was just like, okay. I, I mean, this dude. He actually is a. I think that he's been the secret to the success behind that program since two thousand eleven because uh, Shantae was exceedingly good, um, and then before him, Jim Hayford was the coach before Shantae. And both of those coaches used Eastern as a springboard to bigger schools and then flopped. And I think I think uh, David is actually one of the guys that propped the, both of those coaches up. I'll tell you what. Th- He's got to go somewhere in between, but that's like a guy that I no, have. No, no, no. See, that, that's a question. Like, if you had to take a big gamble on a low major, just immediately gets a job. That's why I went with Josh Shirts, but – It'd be a gamble for sure. Going from Indiana State to Louisville, but I, mean, I wouldn't see, be mad at it. Would be good. I wouldn't be mad at it. I mean, we'd have to swing and miss on some dudes. Yeah. I, I, if if we were like, you know what, we're just zeroing on Josh shirts. We're not even going to call anybody else. I'd be kind of like, what the hell? Aw Hamilton. I wouldn't be at mad at. It. I think he's around. If we miss on the big names. I do think shirts would be a home run though. He's, awesome. He's young there. enough. I think that anytime you see a guy dominate at a lower division and then come up and prove themselves in D1, then you can take a chance on them at a, at a bigger school. But you have to have them prove themselves at that in-between stop like Indiana State. I mean, yeah. Preston's doing pretty good at Moorhead right now. But, like, uh, I don't – I wouldn't take him here as our, you know, take a chance home run guy. But AW is doing really good at EKU. He's, that was my yeah. second one. He, he can get some, he can get some dudes. He is a four star guard right now. Well, you know who's at Center College? <laughs> That's a what's his name? That was our uh, president or whatever. Um, yeah, awesome Lawson. So we talked about earlier. We don't. I mean, we we don't know if they're legit musclemen as far as him being a lead candidate. That's what the agent world's pushing. That's what the national guys are pushing. But it could be agenda driven. It could be from Musk's camp. Without knowing what our side thinks, which they're not talking. Everything's back channels, and they're keeping a low profile, which is smart. That's what we should be doing. While Kenny Payne's our coach and. Former player, give them the respect of running the program until the end of the season. But it's hard to know until we know what our university is doing exactly what, like, what's legit and what's not. I think Muss is a candidate. I just, I, but if you had, if, if I had to guess, Awesome Lawson, I think, I think it's being forced on people because we don't know. And I think that that side's pushing it. Put uh, put Danny's last uh, comment up there about Donnie Tyndall. Isn't Donnie Tyndall up for the Tarleton job? Yes, that's correct. He's um, and then Tarleton. I wanted to mention that Pat, uh, you know, one of our co-hosts normally here on the show, Pat Kelly, brought up that uh, you know, in regards to shirts, he'd probably leave for Michigan State if he was any good. And my opinion is, I don't care. Like if somebody comes in here, like this is such an important decision that if some coach comes in here and flips us around. And in four years, leaves for another opportunity, but they leave us in a much better spot. 
That's fine. fine to me. Was he, was it, what was he, an Izzo assistant or something? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, what's his connection? Uh, that's, that's, a, that, that, that's general that general mindset doesn't bother me, regardless of no. which coach we're talking about. Here's the next question. It does, does retire this me, year. But that's because I live in Central Indiana. I don't want to hear bullshit when they take our coach. So I don't want Dusty. Well, Valentine is who he was talking. I mean, about. yeah, I, I mean to bounce off that Michigan State uh, thing. I mean. That Looking at somebody open. like Denzel Valentine, whoever just said oh, that. Oh, yeah, he's a former Michigan State yeah. player, yeah. I thought he was he's talking a, about – He's a Kirk, former but... – he's a beloved Michigan State alum. Like, was he's – he on the team that beat, uh, that beat us in, like, the Elite Eight or whatever? Uh, he may have been. I know, I know he had that really – I know he had that really <laughs> close connection Um, with that uh, – I can't remember – their name, but the the child that had, um, I think it was leukemia or uh, yeah. Hoskins lymphoma, and um, you know he became kind of a national story um, for Michigan State that year, and you know I, he's doing he's 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 doing a hell of a job at Loyola Chicago, um, so. I mean, you're talking dark dark horses. That's one. Um, I saw multiple people name it in the chat. Uh, Anthony Grant at at Dayton. Um, he's already got previous experience at the Power Five, Power Six level. He knows oh, yeah. what it what it means to uh, to success to succeed at this level, and. I think Anthony Grant, when you're looking at a guy that is a dark horse um, at a at a lower mid mid major, he gets me as 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 excited as Shaka Smart does. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, I I think that were there were some things that went wrong, um, not completely in his control when he was at Alabama, and. He, I, I think there's a real chance with the way everything is laid out today with NIL. I think there's a chance that he could just absolutely kill it at Louisville. And again, he's in that window. He's pretty damn young. So, yeah, um, I, I, I'm totally on board with that Anthony Grant comment. For, for I sure. Danny Grace is bringing up uh, moats, and I'll Kyle, Kyle I, you moats. have pretty strong feelings when it comes to to moats. Not, I wouldn't say strong. You know, hey, if Nate Oates, decided, it's a strong I, opinion. Go ahead, admit it. No, no, I don't think it is. If Nate, <laughs> if Nate Oates decides, like, hey, I'm interested in a job, and we have the buyout money, which would be, I believe, ten million dollars, and we bring him, yeah, and some not. other guys say no. Like, let's say. Uh, you know, all the guys I said I really want say no, except for maybe Will Wade. And they say Will Wade because of the show calls. We're not even going to bring him on. I, I'd be okay with Oates, but my reservation that you're talking about, Ash, is that in the tournament, he's a, he just jacks threes. And it's like – I totally agree with done, you. Though. In a one-and-done setting, you have to be able to rely on more than just jacking three-pointers all the time. Because it kind of reminds me of Mike D'Antoni's Houston Rockets team's they never they they were always dominating the regular season. Then they got up. I think they got up three to one on or no, they got up three to two on a uh, Golden State. Now Chris yep. Paul did get hurt. He pulled his hammy. 
so that that hurt them. But what they really did that was a problem is in the next two games, they just jacked threes nonstop, and they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And so they lost both games. And, I mean, I know Golden State shoots threes. and every, The three-pointer, he's like the anti-Muss. Like, Muss is, like, not relying on three-pointers enough, and he's too focused on the mid-range. But you also need a little bit of that. You can't – and, you know, you need to take it inside some – you can't just run down there and jack up threes because when Oates' offense is rolling, which is most of the time, yeah. it's a thing of beauty. It's like, holy shit, this is well, awesome. It reminds We're me of Patino at Providence. We're lighting up the scoreboard. His defenses are inconsistent. Some years are pretty good. Other years are really bad. But on offense, man, in a tournament, one cold day, it's like, well, what else are you going to do if your whole offense is predicated on jacking threes? And yeah. so that, that, and I mean, if you look at his tournament year, it, it reflects that. It reflects a, a school that relies too heavily on one specific thing and it burns them. I got, I got another name, but I'd take Oates. Here. Well, before we get to that name, Connor, uh, Trent asks about Wes Miller or Mark Pope. Uh, Connor, did you <laughs> Mark Pope, baby. Those guys. Uh, Mark Pope's probably—I don't want a UK guy, and I don't think he'd leave BYU anyway. He's pretty—I think he's into that. I think he's actually they were ranked at one point. Uh, and I think he's originally a West Coast guy because he started at Washington before he transferred to UK. Yeah, they don't ever leave West Coast. Whoever said that earlier? I guess they kind of Denny Crum, but you're talking like eighty thousand years ago. If, if, <laughs> well, they're, was, Mark, yeah. if they're like that a Mark Few disciple, too. they don't leave the like west of the Mississippi. <laughs> Ross, did you have any opinion on Wes Miller? Or? Um, I mean, I just uh, – Wes Miller would be, to me, getting Wes Miller would be like uh, Cincinnati hiring her way Satterfield from us. That's a good I mean, like he's – I having mean, a lot of UC fans are jumping, he's, jumping off the he's a, He's okay, you know. I mean, like – I think he's got his contingency, but like I don't think it's anything that moves the needle. And I think there's also a lot of worry there if he, again, like if a coach is successful here and they bounce for like their dream job, then so be it because they left us better than where we are right now. But there's there's a lot of underhand talk about Wes Miller and that UNC job ultimately um down the road if everything if he can parlay everything and and make it work so that being said i I don't i don't i don't i don't want to be i don't want to be a stepping stone for unc so i i would kind of be against that um and then mark pope i believe was freshman of the year uh in the pac-12 when he was at washington too so um but connor i know you said you had another guy you wanted to throw out there who was that he is currently the acting head coach at Southern Miss. He, we will have inter, let, let, listen. We'll have international guys. We'll have some flair. We won't have to deal with that nil money. Bring in Juan Cardona if you want to have a hell of a defense. <laughs> bring in Juan Cardona. He's going to be crawling on the damn floor. Have no idea who that is. <laughs> let, let me see. If I, I didn't know who it was video. either. All right. Well, do any we got other any? dark horse candidates? I'm good. 
I think I've, I think I'm good. Yeah, I pretty well spit it out. But I did want to, uh, before we bail off of here, I did want to mention that tomorrow night we are uh, starting our, our Friday night series. Normally we're on on Wednesdays uh, because of basketball this week. And then again next week we've shifted to Thursdays. Um, but once we get back into that normal Wednesday night routine, uh, that'll be more normal. Uh, but we are switching to having a second night. Uh, and then tomorrow night is the debut of that second night, Friday night uh, series. Um, Ty, as you guys all know, uh, one of our uh, co-hosts on the show uh, is unable to work to uh, because of his new job, is unable to host with us on Wednesdays now. Uh, so he's going to we're going to add a second night. And because of the demand and the, the growth of the channel just demands it. So uh, we're yeah. happy to announce we're going to be adding that second night. Uh, starting tomorrow night, Ty's got a lot of uh, cool thoughts that he's put into it. Uh, looking forward to that tomorrow night. Gonna he's put together a little wheel of fortune type game. You're uh, gonna want to. You're definitely gonna want to be there for that. Yeah, it'll so I'm looking fun. forward to that. It'll be the first Louisville wheel of fortune game ever. Which I can't remember. Do you guys remember? My memories deceive me. Don't bring who, up Jeopardy. I'm still won, salty on the who Jeopardy. Won the first Jeopardy no. game in the history of Louisville sports. <laughs> Oh, wait, go to my Twitter, Kyle Spire. Go to my bio. It's in there. Oh, oh, it, there it is. It's right in my bio. The only person, look, right here, the only person in the, in Louisville Sports Jeopardy history to win in human civilization. <laughs> in human civilization. Nobody else in the world. I'm still I'm still really pissed at myself that I, that I missed the Purvis Ellison question, and I said, Maybe if uh, Angel said, Hernandez uh, Felton, wasn't, I said Felton Spencer. Well, remember the I, very I, first question? I missed Jay Scrub. Like I hit the buzzer, and I knew it was him, but I fumbled. I was like Suggs. So, like, so I found I found a video of Juan Cardona. If, uh, if y'all want to see him, who? I'm good. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Save that for a future pod. Do you uh, any, any last words here tonight, guys? Connor, you got any last words tonight? Almost a 500. Like and subscribe. There you go. Tell a friend. We're, also, I want to listen to this uh, space. I got Curry Hicks in there tonight. I'm going to listen to Is it bad that. that I don't know who we play on Saturday? I don't Pittsburgh. either. We play at Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. So it's on the road. We're going to lose. Got it. <laughs> I mean, we played better on the road, but yeah, we're not winning a whole lot on well. We and Pitt just beat Virginia, Virginia, man, which is I cannot believe. I cannot believe it. And yeah. Pittsburgh, all they fucking do is shoot. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm a y'all check out this uh, Power Ten spaces. They got Curry Hicks in there tonight, the, co the coaching carousel guy that's pretty well known on Twitter these days. He was on Ethan's show last week. I don't know if you're watching, but whoever was like, hey, you know, we're going to watch the third banner pod tonight at nine because it's better than your show. Let's not do that, guys. Let's, 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 uh, we, we're not here shaming our platforms. Yeah, we want to, I want to listen to their platform because if they got Curry Hicks on right now, he's an interesting guy. And I've listened enough of, of this guy to know, like, he actually got on another burners space not too long ago and basically called him out and was like, this is why I know you're not telling the truth to people and you're not being honest. And he gave like eight reasons. I was like, all right, this guy, this guy knows what he's talking about. And uh, since then I've been like tuned in. So he's in there right now on Twitter talking Louisville sports. So uh, power 10 is what it's called. So check it out guys. All right. My last words tonight. 
289 days until we beat UK in football. And the rest of the guys don't even know this, but because I I'm moving back, I'm gonna I'm I'm wanting to start some cool stuff for that for that game. We are gonna invade Lexington that day. The game in Lexington. I'm already gonna I'm already gonna be there. We're gonna host a third banner pod tailgate somewhere in Lexington on game day. I know exactly what to do. But I'm Bert, going, hey. and we're hosting a the third banner pod tailgate listen, in Lexington listen, on the Governor's Cup. Oh, hell no. <laughs> listen, <you already> get <laughs> well, I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't I don't be there. will be there. Ross will be there. I'm going to be there. We're going to be there. Party together, and we are going to tailgate the third be banner there. pod official on the road tailgate in Lexington oh, in right. 289 days. I already Ross, have a spot for you. last words? I already have a spot for you. Have y'all awesome. been to UK? I have been there many yeah. times. Yes. It's all I've been twice. I've been I twice. I was there for the Stevie Johnson catch. So first off, you can deal with the stench. I mean, hey, the Stevie Johnson. We're gonna be there. We're gonna be in there, and we're gonna we're gonna listen. I'm I'm with you, Ash. We're bringing it home this year. There's no better time to bring that Governor's Cup back than this year. On the road, it's going to happen this year. It is happening. So, I, I'm with you there. Uh, 289 days. I can't. I cannot wait. Um, we got the spring game before that. We're gonna have a. Uh, we're gonna have a uh, third banner pod uh, official tailgate at at, at the uh, at the spring game. So, yes. What are we smoking, man? Whoa! Not not we. Whoa! Whoa! No, brisket take too long. What are we gonna put yeah, on the smoker, man? I may not even have my smoker there yet because all my stuff's not coming right away. Man, mine's real heavy. Mine's like two hundred pounds. Kyle, I'm gonna come. Out, Kyle, I'm gonna come and get it from you, and we're gonna come and bring it. So we will figure something out. We will have a third banner pod tailgate for the spring game. No, it's, yeah, I it's I happening. That conversation, right? I said, like, "What are that's, we smoking?" That, <laughs> I know. I was is, like, "What are you talking about?" Smoking meat. That is written. Listen, that's written in stone. Uh, so let's just take it one step at a time. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. We got a lot of cool awesome. stuff. We're gonna work Danny on. got yeah. that hog in him at Lexington. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> so, um, Shout I ain't got really anything to though. say. We, we we had everything to say. I I was just you know I always ended on go cards, go Kroger. Ross, I, I mean, Publixing. Go cards.